<laughs> All right. Well, cheers to everyone on live chat. Yeah, cheers. Let's hope this uh, goes well. <clears throat> that was pretty good. You want to take a guess? You know, I'm bad at this. I don't know. What is it? This is something like caramel or something. Kahlua. Kahlua. All right. I'm on live chat. Me... Cheers, everyone. I needed this drink today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although I definitely had a lot of wine last night. So. Yeah, you did seem pretty drunk last night. Stop. That's mean. No, I know. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, it's not inaccurate, but. I actually didn't really didn't feel drunk at all. We got a lot of new members this week. I know. Um, so why don't I run through those folks today? I know, guys, Jen's not here. We're sorry. I know. Are people asking about it already? Jen's at I'm a just, I'm at just... a wedding. I'm drinking dragon's milk. This is my third one. 12% alcohol. What is 12%? <laughs> yeah, this shit is crazy. You get buzzed just drinking this one thing. 11%. Yeah. It's bourbon barrel aged stout. It's pretty oh, it's good, stout. man. Yeah. New Holland. Where the fuck that's at? Welcome to Talk Mermaid Podcast. My name is John. I'm sitting here with Nequise and Luna. You can't see. She's on the couch. Oh, baby girl. And tonight we are covering Dahmer. I am going to recap what we've done so far so if you're brand new and never learned anything about Dahmer don't worry about it you can ask questions in the chat also this episode is our sponsor is Jupiter CBD which I take every day but not today because we're out and you can go to getjupiter.com slash llama like Johnny Llama Llama and you can read my story so that's my plug. Well, let me uh, let me welcome our newest members: Megan Taco or Small Taco, Alex Small Taco, Shannon Small Taco, Peter Taco Nacho, Brandon Taco Supremo, and Monet Small Taco. Monet, like the artiste, like the artiste, or money, money, money. <laughs> <laughs> Is it spelled like Monet? Like the artist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So welcome, guys. I think this is uh, the most in a week. So yeah, you and should have fired me a long time ago for managing Patreon. Well, I've been um, really trying to build this community. So we got some awesome prizes. I guess we'll start again next week. No one sent me their childhood photos. Oh, Embarrassing childhood damn. photos. I need but, to ask my mom for some. But if you are a supporter on any level, you can do weekly competitions and... Patreon makes us, um, it won't let us raffle it. They won't let us raffle. So we have to actually do something. So the next competition is sending, send in your most embarrassing child photo, and then we'll pick the winner. I got some really cool true crime stuff, man. Really rare stuff. Yep, most yep. embarrassing childhood photo will be the winner. And the winner will either do the, the end rule signed book or that old true crime magazine. Yeah, winner's choice, man, if you want. I mean, if you really want. Yeah, I, I know. choice uh, works. I know Wolfie really wants that Anne Rule book, though. But, you know, mm. I guess winner's choice. Anyway, I think we're going to get started on this. So, welcome, guys. If you guys are ready to go, man, I think we're going to just get started. Before we get started with this episode, I need to say this is a warning graphic content. I need to start saying that. I don't know if you guys noticed, but I put the censor things on the blog for the last episode. Did you see that? Where you have to mm -mm. click the box. No, that's good. That's yeah, really yeah. good. It took me forever to figure out how to do that. But every photo from the last episode, because it was so brutal, every photo is censored. <laughs> so, yeah, those were bad. So the post is just like censor, 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 censor. And I mean, I don't think anyone's not going to click it. I was going to say, I, 
let's be honest. It's, people are going to be like, let's see how yeah, bad dude, this is. For oh, real. Those are pretty bad. Yeah. But you know real. what? At least now you've done it and people can stop yelling at you for, for that. Yeah. Thing, so. But I can't figure out how to, once you click it, it's there. You can't like re-click you it. Know? and you Never mind. You cannot hide it again. So just keep in mind, it's going to fucking be there. Clear your cookies and reload the page. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. In this episode, we're going to really discuss what Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer, thinks is beautiful. And I've, I've showed you guys some pictures before. If you go to talkmore.com and click on any one of those Dahmer, Dahmer posts, you'll see the Polaroids that was found in his home. Now we're going to explain why he took those photographs. And in the next episode, we're actually going to see how Dahmer was so interested in creating zombies, which I'm calling Dombies. Dombies, huh? I I see what you did there. (laughs) But uh, that is a crazy fucking one. And that's going to end it up because I am so tired of freaking Dahmer right now. All right, let's freaking get on it, guys. This is so weird without Jen here. I'm going to do a quick recap real quick, and we're actually going to recap by talking about another murder. This happened March 24th, 1988. So if you don't know, if you're brand new, and you can go back and listen to the other episodes about the Dahmer, we have three out now, right? Three. So this would be the fourth installment. But if if you're new here, just feel free to ask questions. I can clarify anything. But we are starting on March 24th, 1988. We're just going to recap with this murder. And then I'm going to fast forward to his apartment. And that's where we're going to stay. So I'm fast forwarding two years after this first murder. Okay. Okay. Fast forwarding two years. And then we're going to focus on his frenzy he had a frenzy almost like a spree killer where you just like keep going 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 you know like the energizer bunny Mm -hmm. he has a spree and then he gets caught but during the spree is what i want to cover on these next two episodes but for this one i'm going to recap with the murder of a richard guerrero this was march 24th 1988 that's richard guerrero how old does he look to you 17 yeah maybe and when he took that photo i guess no he's 23 when he was killed i don't know when this photo was taken with all of the victims Dahmer has this mo of picking up victims he because you know he finds out what works and this works for him he goes to these these gay bars in milwaukee and this one is called the phoenix bar but there's a couple other he there's a couple others that he he goes to Mm -hmm. but he'll walk up to a guy or a boy a young young man and offer them $50 to come home with him and take pictures. Even though further in the episode, he even offers like $200 and $300, even though he has no money. Like this is after he was fired and everything. Mm. So he is just trying to get them back to the house. He's desperate. So this boy right here, Richard Guerrero, he takes back to Granny's house. And this is Granny's house right here. If you remember the last episode, Jeff lived at his grandma's house. And that's where he committed a lot of the murders in the basement. And it's really crazy because Jeffy's room was upstairs. Granny's room is downstairs. And Jeff would come back in at two in the morning with whoever, drug him, sit on the couch while while his grandmother's sleeping, get a hand job, a blow job, yada, 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 just waiting for the, the pills to kick in. 
and then he will go and strangle them. And as soon as he strangles the body, that's when the fun begins for him because that's when he feels real intimate, as soon as that body goes limp. All right, so 23 years old, March 24th, 1988, 2 a.m. outside the Phoenix Bar, $50. He takes this boy to Granny's house, strangles him at Granny's house. And this was just a real quick, got to get him to shut up because... I don't want him to wake my grandmother up. As soon as the victim is dead, as you're going to see, Dahmer owns him. So the the victim has to be dead. Dahmer is very, he's very scared of having people leave him. He's got a borderline personality disorder, which I have. So I know, like, I wouldn't strangle you, you know, I don't think. But (laughs) (laughs) if, if you, he strangles them because once they're dead, they can't leave. And that's what he's really scared of because now they're his possessions. Does that make sense? From now on, this would be a constant theme. The act of killing as a grotesque distortion of the act of love. He now had Richard all to himself for another few hours and performed oral sex upon his corpse. Okay, so this but is... But there's like no end game with that. What do you mean? No, that is his end game. No, I know, but... Like- like you're, if you're performing oral sex on a dead corpse. Oh, he can't get out. He can't ejaculate. Right. Or like, I don't know. Maybe he can. I mean, how do you fucking know? I wouldn't expect a dead person can. I know that's in a Rolling Stone <laughs> song. But <laughs> I don't think that's anatomically correct. Can someone confirm? <laughs> so I know we talked about this last time. I'm just kind of recapping it. So this is what he would do. This is his steps into madness. Then he'll... He'll wake up because he's not going to church with his granny anymore. We talked about Goody Jeff that lasted two years that was going to church and trying to battle good versus evil. You remember Goody Jeff? Right. Uh, Jeff versus <clears throat> Jesus Christ. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> now Jeff is not going to church anymore with granny. So he's waiting to granny wakes up and makes her tea and then, you know, moseys off to church because that's when he can go down to the basement and snuggle with his new partner, the corpse, and and do all the sexual things to it and then obviously start to cut it up. But he's got to wait till his grandmother goes to church. Seems like a real problem. She goes to church. He spends Sunday cutting up the body. Trash pickup is on Monday. He bleaches the skull on Tuesdays. He masturbates into the skull for two weeks straight. He'll use the different holes as a masturbatory aid. And then in a few weeks, he'll toss it. But only because the the skeleton becomes too brittle. And this is very important because he, in his life, more than anything else, more than keeping a job, more than getting a steady relationship or, you know, even just being a normal person, his main mission in life is to preserve or to to long to to preserve these these bones longer and he picked that up from a, when he was a kid remember the roadkill and he would collect the bones the fiddlestick thing the fiddlesticks and then his father you know would encourage it but he didn't know you know he was raising a psychopath or whatever but he would encourage that kind of behavior because he was a chemist anyway so that was a a recap from the last episode so now we're we're going back to the future the first episode on Jeffrey Dahmer we talked about this boy that I could not pronounce his name he was Laotian he was a 14 year old boy we are going to talk about him again tonight but do you remember his last name by any chance 
No. It it uh and I cannot say it, but it's synthosomphone. Anyway, one of the huge ironies about this case, huge, huge irony, is Jeffrey Dahmer actually picked up his older brother two years before he killed the the younger brother, the one I talked about, the the Laotian boy in the apartment. Two years before that, he picks up his older brother, not knowing, but he picks up this this uh this kid in the in the same fashion. Less than two years after Dahmer apologized for sexually assaulting the teenage boy the family learned late thursday that his younger brother ronick is that say is it an r okay connor yeah connor he's the boy that was the 14 year old laotian that was in Mm -hmm. the the apartment 14 was found among 11 mutilated bodies in Dahmer's apartment Conorak had been missing since May 26th when he disappeared on a Sunday afternoon. We thought it likely that he was in there. The whole thing is crazy. It is terrible. The reason I'm showing you this paper is because it's so ironic. It's so ironic that he picks up the older brother, okay? And this is still 1988. He picks up the older brother, and the older brother actually escapes with the same sort of shit that Jeffrey Dahmer does to his younger brother two years later. In the last episode, I talked about the the Loatian boy that was in the apartment, and then he died and the police didn't help him. We're actually going to hear the actual 911 call from that. Oh. From that, because there were three... Uh, females walking that night that called the police and they were like, there's a young boy that's naked and the police didn't do anything. In fact, they they took the boy back to his executioner. They're brothers, which is super ironic. Jeffrey didn't know that. So just think about it. In, in all of Milwaukee, he sexually assaults both boys, not even knowing it, and kills one of them. I mean, talk about, talk about like, holy shit. I was reading more about the family. They escaped communism to come over here. The reason we're talking about the older brother first is because he actually gets arrested and he is in serious trouble. Now, this is before he gets caught with all the bodies. He's already been killing people, but... He's he's on a year probation for trying to do the same thing where let me take pictures of you and then he handcuffs them and then he drugs them. However, this one escaped. The older brother was a student at Milwaukee School of Arts. Jeff offered him $50 to take photos of him. He drugged him. This boy ran out and he rushed to the hospital. Jeff was arrested for second degree sexual assault and enticing a child for immoral purposes. He was arrested in front of his co-workers at work, and initially he was given six days in prison. Then he was giving a, given a full work release for a year. So he was killing people, but he would have to go to several psychiatrists, which is the reason we have so many psychiatrists that have that have written reports on this guy before he was arrested for the, the big murders, right? Once he's arrested, his own father, a PhD, Lionel, His own father writes a note to the judge, and this is what it says. I have tremendous reservations regarding Jeff's chances when he hits the streets. He concluded with the request that Jeff not be told he had written, presumably because he did not want him to realize he was urging more psychotherapy. 
and a touching imprecation. I sincerely hope you might intervene in some way to help my son, whom I love very much and whom I want a better life. This may be, he said, our last chance. When your own father says, this is our last chance, he writes the judge and says, my son is twisted. This may be our only chance. Holy hell. <laughs> Yeah, that's Holy not good. fucking hell. One court appointed psychiatrist said, and remember I talked about last week when he would go to therapy, mandatory therapy, he would just turn his back from the therapist and not say a word. And that therapist wrote, this guy is spooky. She actually used the word spooky. Mm -hmm. One other court appointed psychiatrist said that he was a classic schizoid trait. A seriously disturbed young man with a mixed personality disorder. The pressures he perceives seems to be increasing and he must him and he must be considered impulsive and dangerous. Jeff is not psychotic, but not much is needed to push him. And alcohol serves this purpose. End quote. You remember the alcohol, how drunk he was all the time? This psychiatrist is saying he's not psychotic all the time. He's not like Richard Trenton Chase blending up rabbits and stuff like that. This psychiatrist is saying Jeff is not always in full psychosis, but... All he needs is a little alcohol. So when he starts drinking, that's when he's he lost his marbles, is what I wrote here. Now Jeff is in one year in the House of Corrections. He's released for work six days per week. He has to go, remember he works at the Ambrosia Chocolate Factory. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. During this work release, where he is basically in prison and has to show back up to be locked up, you know, he's just let out for work. He has in his locker human remains that he's saving in his work locker, you know, and he leaves them for a year, not even thinking about it, not even worrying about if someone's going to smell it and, and break in and, and look at it. It's like a bicep and some livers. Did it not smell? No, because he would paint them and stuff and, and clean oh, them off. He was he did like that. The stuff that um, what's his name did? Yeah. So these are the victims of Jeff right here. These are mostly during the frenzy, and that's a lot of them. You see the Loatian boy. He's a third column down or third row down, fourth column. Mm -hmm. They're pretty much African-American males. That's what his hmm. his type was. The, the next guy we're talking about is the second row, first one, the one with the hat. Mm -hmm. That's Ricky Beeks. This is the first time he actually eats some of the victim. So that's... So we're moving right along. <laughs> Lauren goes, we all forget what's in our locker. <laughs> Potential title, Jeffrey in the Chocolate Factory. Mm. Natasha also loves Bob's Burgers. And hey, Laura. Hey, Laura. What's up? Happy Friday. It's a Friday party. Yeehaw. It is a Friday party. Yeehaw. We don't say that down here. Yes, you do. I, I've never said that. Who, who says that? Yeehaw. Like, what the fuck? Like, when does that come up in an actual... <laughs> We're, we're going to start incorporating that into our day-to-day, -day, so. 
Let's talk about the first time he tried the human meat, which, I mean, you might as well at this point. Now, you're going to see, especially in the next episode, I'm not going to really go into the cannibalism, but from now on, he eats a lot of the meat. All the heads in the fridge, all the biceps that were already filleted and cut, he's going to eat. But what's what's different and fascinating, in my opinion, about him compared to another cannibal. I mean, what's a another cannibal you can think of? Like that. Remember that guy, that celebrity cannibal in Japan? Mm-hmm. And even um, I was thinking of. Uh, well, we've done quite a few, actually. But I was thinking of the the woman, Catherine Knight. Yeah. The thing about Jeff that's different from other cannibals is cannibals do it for even like Albert Fish ate some of that little girl he killed. They do it for like sexual gratification and they're like eating it slowly and it's so tender, like the ligament and they're like masturbating and just Jeff did it because he was fired from his job and didn't have any money to buy any other food. (laughs) He was eating the food for substance. He was eating the human meat because he was broke. (laughs) Now that you said... Bob's Burgers. I think about episode one. Burger meat may it may contain human flesh. You could do a t- title with that. He did do it for some kind of weird, perverse reason. Yes, but as we move further on, and he gets fired from his job, and there's no income coming in, and he's his eviction notice is about to hit, and he still has all these torsos floating around in the bathtub. He is eating this meat. Because he needs to eat. A man's got to eat, Julian. Anyway, Ricky Beeks, he was the first one, 32-year-old African-American man. In his own words, he says he was a, quote, hustler who engaged in sexual activity with men for money, end quote. He was not homosexual, but he saw that business opportunity that he could make more money doing doing his services for men than he could, you know, women. Anyway, back in Jeff's apartment, strangled with sleeping pills. The, sl- the sleeping pills take about 30 minutes to kick in. This is the first time this thought has come to, to his mind. And it was not just the meat thing, the eating of the meat, but... He is now in his full frenzy. He is now in his full frenzy. And it's hard to explain this, but when, for instance, like a spree killer, they'll just keep going, keep going, keep going until they reach some goal. And that goal is usually them being killed and, you know, you know, something like that. They won't stop till they're dead type thing. Exactly. Or any other people that's not a killer that just keeps going, 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 trying to create some perfect, a perfect image in their mind, whether it's an artist or, or whatever. That thought or this thought started to infiltrate his mind. And that thought was in his apartment was to build a shrine. If you remember the book we're reading tonight, Nicole's reading The Shrine of Jeffrey Dahmer. That is the point of his frenzy. When I think of shrine, I think of um, Helga Pataki's shrine of Arnold and Hey Arnold. Like, what are we talking here? I never watched Hey Arnold. What? I never seen that. It was soups creepy. No, that was... No, that was too young for me. I'm okay, older than well, you, dude. Well, tell me about the shrine, and I can let you know if it's a comparable. A shrine is like, uh, you know, like what? When we first started dating, you oh. built that shrine of, you know, you would collect my hair and stuff. You have got to stop making that <laughs> joke. 
I can't believe you never you don't know what I'm talking about with the Hey Arnold thing. I don't know who the fuck Arnold is. Oh my god, he had the football shaped head. <sighs> my god, stoop kid doesn't leave the stoop. Oh, you're really getting all this the support now. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. Thank you. But yeah, well, you know what? Her gum shrine, yes. Yes. Okay, think of okay, it's not really a shrine, but how Tina has a drawer of Jimmy Pesto's socks and things that she stole. Yeah. It's but this in Hey Arnold, like it was a a shrine, like all the things were like made to look like Arnold. Yeah. So this is like that. It's okay. He is like Hey Arnold. He is building a shrine. And the thing about his shrine, you remember when we started, he would throughout his childhood, he was so, so drawn to trying to figure out how to maintain the the bone structure. A bone breaks down, you know, the calcium breaks down, the atoms or whatever, erosion, oxidation. There's really nothing you can do that he can figure out yet to to keep this because as you'll see the shrine is skeletons the shrine is human heads skeleton are you guys even freaking listening yes (laughs) i was gonna say (laughs) she actually was a sad character a a lot of deep stuff in our cartoons in the 90s like true oh my god let me say this right quick man Dude, you guys know I do these episodes for Johnny Llama on my other YouTube channel, which has so far made $9, right? It's impressive. (laughs) Which it went up from like three. I know. Like shot up. I know. Anyway, I spent a lot of time making that a video, a really good fucking video, like really good about the Evelyn McHale suicide jumping. I shouldn't say that on live chat. About her jumping off the building to her death. And I uploaded it three times. And as soon as I uploaded it every time, YouTube takes it off immediately because it has self-harm in it. I can't even put it up. So I was thinking, all right, I can do an episode, which all of my other episodes are like this, where a boy or a guy or whoever is sawing off a human head. And they're totally cool with that. But as long as I'm not sawing off my own head, then I'm fine. How fucked is that? Yeah, it's pretty wild. (laughs) Look at the shit we're putting on here. We're having in deep (laughs) conversation. In deep Oh as long God. as I'm not, sh- as long as I'm not sawing off my own head, I, you know, what the fuck? As long as you're sawing off my head, it's okay. Like, what the fuck? That's a problem, dude. It is. Just because we don't talk about something does not fucking mean it's not there. Okay. The fact that yeah. we can't say the word suicide, that's the fucking problem, man. People are not going to stop committing suicide because you ban the word. That's stupid. <laughs> What the fuck? I agree. I agree. But YouTube, don't ban me, please, man. We just got over a thousand subscribers on this bitch. (laughs) If you want to see that video, I'll I'll upload it somewhere. Yeah, everyone's agreeing with you on YouTube being dumb. Dude, I spent so much fucking time on it, and it is a fucking well done video. I think you should post it to the to the Patreon. I have freaking like footage from that that year in the 50s in New York, like actual document, you know, footage of like the Empire State. It's just, oh man. I even filmed myself behind a green screen stepping up on that little steps 
stool and looking like I'm looking over the edge. And I put buildings in the background. And I took that fan from the garage. Mm -hmm. I put that big shop van and I blew it on myself to make it look like my shirt was freaking windy. That's you've, got how, a, you've got to post it to the Patreon. <laughs> that's how much I fucking went on it. What the fuck? You've got to post it to the Patreon at least. Oh, yeah, it probably will get taken down. Uh, anyway, where was I at? Y'all did this Hey Arnold bullshit. The shrine. We we're talking about the shrine. Okay. You asked me to like gen it up. So there you go. The reason it's a frenzy, and this is very important, is because he is looking at these victims as not just because before he was getting, he was intimate with, with as soon as they're dead, as soon as they stop that last breath, that death throw or whatever. <gasps> and then he's like, oh, I'm so loved. You're never going to leave me. Oh. After that wears off, then he he needs more. And that's when it comes into his mind that, well, first it comes into his mind, the art, which is the photographs. And when I, when I mean art for Jeff, I mean this. To him, this is art. This is art. No one does this unless you're you're doing it for art. Look at the sheet. Look how the sheet is ironed under him. It's pressed. He is posed perfectly. To him, this is art. Does that make sense? And in fact, it is art because some other real artist made real art about it. <laughs> oh, wow. What's that hanging? This, uh, this is from the... The exhibit was like the uh, psycho hell, or something. I don't know. Some, is is huh? that the, is that thing in, that's in like it's the very a, middle? Is that? It's a head. That's not part of that statue, though. Oh, okay. It looks yeah. like it. it's just behind it. Yes, yeah, behind okay. it. That's not part of the statue. But that's what I'm trying to show you. The reason is because he thinks this is art. What's next? You take photographs of it, okay? I take photographs. I can look at them and beat it off and admire this beautiful thing, this structure. I can do that, but eventually I need more. I need something that lasts. And what's the next step? A shrine, an actual shrine. But there's a problem. How do you keep the bones from Getting brittle. They get brittle. After two weeks, he's tried everything. Every fucking thing. He has tried every damn thing. And nothing has worked. But he has this image, and which is why the numbers jump from 10 to 17 within a few months. Is because he, he's trying to build the shrine. So he's trying to build this perfect, perfect art. This is from the book. He was, in a way, virtually creating his own pornography, as if the picture of beauty was more alluring than beauty itself. This is tantamount. Tantamount? 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 What is tantamount? Is that a word? Yeah. Oh. This is tantamount to saying that fantasy, solid, sculpted, manageable, unthreatening, has finally become more deeply important than reality. This guy is missing work and about to be laid off. He's eating meat to stay alive, the human meat, so he can build this perfect art. And that art will be the shrine. And quickly go over the mo has changed a little bit for the disposal of the body he's in the apartment now he's getting the apartment owner coming down and there there are cops coming but they can't figure out where their smells coming from at this point he's got five dead bodies in his apartment two of them are floating in the bathtub in cold water 
not because he didn't have anywhere to put them, but because he's testing. Okay, maybe the cold water will keep them keep them more, you know, from breaking down. So he's showering, he's bathing, and it's like, oh, this fucking torso, get the fuck. I mean, a bathtub is not big for two torsos to be floating around there where you're trying to take a shower, you know. So he, the smell is is ridiculous, and he doesn't care because he's fucking fucked. <laughs> Matt says, yeah, seems like he has some issues. Hi, Jen. Jen. What's oh. up? Jen, you're late. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. Hey, Jen, if, if you become a Supremo, you can stay for the next one. <laughs> she is. Oh, she is? Isn't she? <laughs> I think she did because she's talking about the Discord. She's like, man. I'm invested. <laughs> uh, what's up, Jen? Here's um, quickly the body removal. No sledgehammer anymore. Obviously too much noise. He uses the bathtubs. First, he separates the legs from the pelvis. And, and this is just routine, guys. I'm just getting through this. He separates the legs from the pelvis and he keeps the bones that he wants to keep. He puts those in a steel kettle, which was found in the apartment. I showed you that in one of the, the last videos. He adds soil lex, which is an industrial wallpaper removal tool, like a chemical. He keeps boiling. He keeps those parts boiling for one hour. He washes the bones in the kitchen sink to remove what flesh remains. He actually washes the the head and the, the hands, and he drains the blood out by just leaving them in the sink, So, which is this. If you look at this, this is in the sink. He, he props the hands up like this. Behind the, his head? Well, not behind his head, just like up so the blood drains out. The oh, hands are oh. severed, so the blood's got to drain. So he actually props up the hands like this. <laughs> Shit. Crazy, man. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> mm. alright so but at this point he wants to keep the entire skeleton he is so sick of these bones breaking and becoming brittle and being disconnected with the no connective tissue like he's got a problem here work's not his problem I mean fuck they're gonna fire him anyway you know he can get guys all he's gotta do is go and offer him $50 and then handcuff him as soon as they walk in the door or drug him with sleeping pills but the big problem in his life is how to get these skeletons from freaking breaking down quote I waited a week or two and they had all turned to slush at that time which I scooped out with a smaller trash thingy and poured it into the toilet and flushed it down it was just all slush Black slush. Ugh. All right, so that's his problem. He's trying to build the shrine. Dahmer plan shrine of body parts. Shrink. Jeffrey Dahmer planned to create a temple made of his victim's body parts. A psychiatrist testified Monday at the serial killer's insanity trial. Dahmer also had uncontrollable urges to kill and have sex with dead people, said Dr. Fred Berlin, a defense witness who specializes in sexual disorders. He planned to preserve entire bodies, but he did not do that. He saved their bones. He brought an aquarium that he was going to house a head in the middle. He even sketched it out. Dahmer told Berlin during interviews he planned to devote his temple, quote, either to the devil or to himself, Berlin said. 
because Dahmer has a cancer of the mind, he lacks such willpower, said Berlin of Johns Hopkins University. So he didn't actually get around to building the shrine, but this is what it was going to look like. Wow. I have better pictures that I'll show. This is the actual one that he drew for the detectives. He, so you remember in the his apartment, the fish tank? You remember where the fish tank yeah. was? Uh-huh. That was where the shrine was going to be. You see all the skulls there. And now he's saving all these bones. All of these bones are being saved. He just hadn't had a chance to 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 put it all together yet. But this was going to be a shrine. He was going to stand in front of it and masturbate in it or something. I don't know what the fuck he was going to do. Satan would come down and, and let him. I don't know. What the fuck? I mean, it was really detailed in his own mind. This is another little photo. And this is a really cool photo I found here. Jen, yes. What? I said that earlier. What'd you say? The Lake Helga Shrine from Hey Arnold. <laughs> oh, dude, this Hey Arnold thing's getting out of control. <laughs> This is a really cool photo. Some artist drew this, but this is a, a pretty good detail of what the shrine would look like right here. This is pretty neat. Check this out. Whoa. How sick is that shit? I actually already ordered a print of that to get it um, framed on the wall. Pretty sick, eh? I'm sorry. Did you say you already <laughs> ordered a print to get that framed? I'm just kidding. They were sold out. But pretty cool, eh? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Was his was his photo supposed to be in the center? Well, he said he was going to either it was going to be Satan or himself. At that point, it's the same fucking thing. You know, that's fucking cool, man. Not cool. I mean, it would be cool if those were like if I had that shrine, but they were skeletons from like the Roman era. Yeah. Like not your murder victims, you know. Yeah, you got to fucking dispose of that shit. That crosses the line of coolness. (laughs) Look at that one just smiling on the left. Yeah, they are happy skeletons. I guess in Dahmer's world, they are happy. (laughs) They're all fucking happy. Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck? Everyone, I'm smiling. Although, do you see a skeleton forever frown? Like, no, you just, you see the whole... So weird. You know, I've been popping my jaw lately, and I just think of the... Like, I have a skeleton in here. Yep. I bet it's fucking hot, too. (laughs) Do you want to bone it? (laughs) Uh, Crazy, eh? Crazy, crazy, crazy. All right, I'm going to run through some victims real quick, and then we're going to talk about some zombies. Eddie Smith, 27, 2 a.m., same thing. This one, he tried to preserve the skull by putting it in the oven for an hour. He's desperate, but it exploded. And he said, quote, flakes of bone grotesquely flying out. Ernest Miller, 23 years old, a dancer, very, in his words, attractive, sexy, probably the the most good-looking victim he's had. Dahmer was immensely proud of his acquisition. For the rest of the night, he fingered him, fondled him, gazed upon him. He walked around the room, drinking beer, occasionally glancing at him. Then he went into the kitchen and returned at leisure to find him still laying there, a perfect body, all his. He touched the sleeping form, withdrew for another beer, came back and touched it again. He masturbated himself in such a way as to have his hand touching Miller's body at the same time, as if he were participating in the act. But this guy wasn't dead yet. And here's the problem. He only had two sleeping pills. Jeffy's out. So he tries, he he was thinking about strangling this guy, this 23-year-old dancer, but he knew that the man would wake up. So this is the first time he actually he actually took a knife. He severs the jugular. 
Quote, it took him about a minute before he died. Took it immediately to the bathtub for dismemberment. He takes the severed head, he kisses it, and then he apologizes to it. Then he takes more photos of the decapitated body. This is the man in the video. This is obviously the photo with the, 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 the eyes open because... He pushed his eyes open after he cut his head off to have the appearance of more life. I separated the joints, the arm joints, the leg joints, and had to do two boilings. I think I used four boxes of Soylex for each one, put in the upper portion of the body and boiled that for about two hours, and then the lower portion for another two hours. The Soylex removes all of the flesh, turns it into a jelly-like substance, and it just rinses off. Then I laid the clean boxes in a light bleach solution, left them there for a day, and spread them out in either newspaper or cloth and let them dry for about a week in the bedroom. So he's trying to figure this out. But then he gets this, he gets this epiph epiphany, epiphany, epiphany. Then he gets this epiphany, epiphany. epiphany. What was another word for that? An aha moment. Then he gets this aha moment. He says, I've been doing it wrong this whole time. I've been doing it wrong. I'm trying to save these bones that this organic material that breaks down when it's dead. I know what to do now. I need to try or I need to figure out how to zombify these victims. Oh. How can I keep them alive but have them be dead? Be zombies. So they don't their body parts don't break down. They're still alive, but they they don't have any free will and they can't think and they're just mind to do whatever. So he doesn't necessarily want them dead. That's the next episode. I'm going to tell you exactly how he did it. And it's crazy what he did to zombify a victim, a couple of victims. Of course, you got to be a supporter to see that episode. <laughs> Sorry, Jen. <laughs> Jen, you can hear it on the <laughs> on iTunes when it comes out next Thursday. <laughs> Uh, I'm just kidding. Anyway, we're going to get into that in the next episode, but I think I'm finished with this one. I think I did a pretty decent job of telling you this episode is the frenzy. This is it. This is about to be it. He's about to get caught. He's in this picking up guys as much as he can. He's taking these men to his house. There, there are bodies floating in the tub. There's bodies in the barrels. There's, there's body parts shoved under the bed. At this point, he watches The Exorcist 2 and not just watches it. He puts that motherfucker on repeat. And the only thing playing for 24 hours a day, every day until the police get there, even when they get there, they, they notice it playing, is The Exorcist Part 2 over and over and over. The, Satan's here, baby. Satan's here. Satan's in his head. And he has this grand idea of how to make a zombie. And it's pretty effing brilliant and we're gonna get into that into the next episode so that's all i have for that what do you think i'm very interested in the zombies so if you guys want to hear that and it will be out for anyone that's publicly watching right now the podcast comes out every tuesdays and thursdays at 9 a.m eastern standard time so that will be out the one i'm about to talk about now it will be out next thursday so don't worry you can subscribe and get that um this one that i just did will be out on tuesday and you can this will this video will always be public but for the supporters i'm going to do a second episode for 
you guys. So be on Patreon. And this one is intense, man. This one's crazy. And we're going to finally finish this Dahmer thing up. Anyway, my name is John. This is the Talk Murder Me podcast. I'm sitting here with Nequeez. And until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people.